Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hi there, it's Lydia here with the next episode in our series on worldviews, Serpents and Doves. Now you've heard quite a bit of my voice in the first two episodes, but this time I want to find out what some of our listeners have been making of the concepts we've been talking about. I've invited two OEC women to have a chat about what their responses have been and what ideas have been stimulated by the podcast so far. Heather is a busy mum of three and a part-time social worker who loves serving in the music ministry at 9am. Eleanor moved to Orange in 2018 and is part of the 6.30 congregation. She's getting ready to finish up in paid work shortly in order to welcome her first baby in the new year. Okay, Heather and Eleanor, I'm keen to hear what has challenged you so far. In particular, as you've listened, what thoughts have you had about worldview as a concept and, and how that concept affects you as a believer? Heather, let's start with you. Uh, well, some of the basics of episode one got me thinking Everyone has a worldview and everyone's worldview is constantly under construction. As you were saying, Lydia, ideas have consequences and so our thinking will influence and direct our actions. So I think it's a really important topic. It also reminded me that there are worldviews out there that directly contradict the biblical worldview. There really is good and evil in the world. So there's danger out there in the culture around us. I think we can all agree with that. But I was thinking, what about me? What worldviews do I have that conflict with the worldview God gives us in the Bible? Hmm. One of my favourite verses is helpful in this regard. It's Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which tells us not to be conformed to this world, instead to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. In other words, be aware there are worldviews out there that want your allegiance. Eleanor, would you agree? Yeah, I think that's very helpful to remember. I've certainly been challenged to think about whether I can sometimes unknowingly take on aspects of the worldview that's most dominant around me. Um, This series so far has really made me stop to examine why I believe the things that I do and whether they actually align with a biblical worldview. Mm. Can you give us an example, Eleanor? Sure. I've been finding myself thinking a lot of late that The world could be such a better place if only everyone just thought like me and acted the way that I think that they should. Um, And I think that this kind of attitude is not at all shaped by a biblical worldview. In the Bible, I can see that I am living in a fallen world, broken by my rejection of God, and that things will not be made right until Jesus returns. Unfortunately, the world around me seems to tell a very different story, that this life is all there is, And so I need to build my best life in the here and now. Yeah, this humanistic idea of striving toward utopia resonates with me too. Oh, that's really interesting. Can you give us an example of that? Yeah, sure. About two years ago, I started to realise that I wasn't feeling the joy and peace that the New Testament so often talks about. Looking back, I can see I was trying to create my own utopia. If I could just work hard enough and get all the ingredients right, then I'd be okay. I felt like I was running on a treadmill, trying so hard and yet feeling like a failure. But this was actually a blessing in disguise. God was using it. To use the lingo of episode one, I realized my worldview was not aligned with the biblical worldview. 
Over time, as I talked with Christian friends, prayed and read the Bible, God really spoke to me and I began to see things differently. Okay, so are there particular verses that helped you? Yes, Romans 9 is precious to me. It Mm. reminds me that I have a sinful self, but I also have a Jesus self. I have a new identity in him. So each day on this earth, I will feel the battle within me between these two selves. I can't create my own utopia, but Jesus does give us joy and peace. As I give my burdens to him and depend on him for strength, I can have peace. And seeing this truth afresh was so wonderful and continues to give me hope and strength through the highs and lows. Well, it sounds like one practical application that you've both been thinking about is how to examine ourselves with the knowledge that we are both loved and sinful. That's an important aspect of the biblical worldview and we'll go on to hear a bit more about that next time. I think, yeah, the reminder from your talk, Lydia, that I also need to actively train myself to distinguish good from evil is so helpful. Mm. And yeah, I think if I don't invest time in doing this, I can quickly be just swept up into the strongest current around me. Yeah, I feel this too. And isn't it great that we are not on our own, that God is with us? Mm. It makes me think of Philippians 1 verse 6. I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. So God is active in transforming us and giving us the wisdom to know good from evil. Now, how about other people in your life? What thoughts have been stirred up by the podcast so far about how you think about the people around you? Yeah, reflecting on your five worldview questions from the second talk. So who am I? Where am I? What's my purpose? What's wrong? And what's the solution? I was encouraged by how the biblical worldview gives answers that actually make sense of the world. Sometimes I can become so convinced from people around me that Christianity is indefensible and irrational. But in thinking about these questions, I can see that as a Christian, I have a worldview that is beautifully coherent and stands up to serious scrutiny. I shouldn't be ashamed or fearful but can be confident to share these compelling answers with a world in search of meaning. Oh, that's great, Eleanor. And for those listening, our next podcast will be outlining the biblical worldview in detail and we'll be using exactly those five questions to do it. Oh, great. I also often find that most people don't have a consistent or satisfactory answer for these worldview questions. Mm. Uh, I think it can sometimes be difficult to pinpoint exactly what worldview the person I'm talking to fits into because of this. For example, someone's worldview might be a bit of a mix of materialism and spiritualism, or they might hold to Christian morals such as equality and the sanctity of life, while also believing that humans are a meaningless clump of cells here by accident. I wonder if gently leading people to see these inconsistencies through the kinds of questions I ask could be a helpful way to point them to the beauty and consistency of the gospel perspective. And actually, Eleanor, listening and asking questions are going to be some of the things we'll be talking about in episode five. So that's really good. Now, Heather, what about you? Well, these podcasts got me thinking about my children. What do we do when our kids struggle with the competing worldviews around them? I received some parenting advice a few years ago that really impacted me. The person talked about how the most 
powerful thing we can do to lead our kids to Jesus is to share our own real Christian journey with them. Ross and I try to do this. A few weeks ago, James told us after Zoom Church that he feels embarrassed at school sometimes about his faith. Ross shared some stories with James about how he was also embarrassed sometimes about his faith at school and how he tried to hide it. And he also shared how he feels like this now sometimes at work. James talked about what it is like for him to be at school and being one of the only Christians. Yeah, the next day something lovely happened. James came to me and said, Mum, we don't have to be embarrassed about God because he is the best and he is the winner. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, It was special. And so I hope as um, we share our real life faith journey with our kids, they will learn that God can handle all their questions and fears and doubts and that they can cling to him as their rock. Well, it sounds like the podcast has given you both a lot to think about. So where to from here? How do you think you might develop some of the ideas you've been challenged by? Yeah, using these worldview questions as a guide could really help me to direct my conversations with unsaved friends and family. For example, I think questions centering around who am I could be relevant to someone who finds meaning and interprets the world through the lens of a particular identity group. Um, Whereas questions relating to what's wrong and what's the solution might be more compelling to my Muslim friend with a works-based view of salvation. Mm. So if I can learn to listen well, then I can start to ask questions that the person's worldview might not have a good answer for. And this could drive that person to seek out more satisfying answers, which I believe the Bible can provide. Yeah, I was reflecting that like those people you're speaking about, Eleanor, we have a mishmash of worldviews too. But as Christians, we believe God's way is true and best. And we have a guidebook for life at our fingertips, don't we? It makes me think of Hebrews 5.14. By digging into God's word, we can train ourselves to distinguish good from evil. We can get real guidance as we engage with the culture around us. Hmm. Well, thanks so much, Lydia, for your time and thought that you put into these series so far. Um, I know the two of us could keep talking for hours and we've gotten lots out of it. And I know many others will have as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing what's to come next. Great. Look, thanks, Heather and Eleanor. It's been really lovely to chat. And next time I'll be talking about the biblical worldview in a bit more detail. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.